0: Hello, Sports and Spaghetti listeners. This episode has been brought to you by Underground's Record Cafe. Go get some breakfast or lunch and some records, only at Underground's Record Cafe, 206 Main Street, Oakville, Connecticut, and find them on Instagram, at Underground's Record Cafe. Now, on to the episode.
1: I had three kids pee their pants. Three, like, on separate kids, separate occasions, or just three pee pants? I had... Three kids pee their pants in three hours last week. Three. At kindergarten. One happened at recess, which it is what it is. Was it indoor or outdoor? Outdoor recess. recess. So just let it, it was one of my kids. Let it loose in the woods, pal. It was a girl. Different. And then in the classroom... I discovered that there was a puddle on my carpet. There was like a, a a wet circle on the carpet. And of course, the girl came up to me really quietly and said, "We've all heard it before." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> "Mr. Walker, I pee my pants." Uh-huh. And uh and then the third one was right at the end of the day with a boy in the class. It's because these two are rubbing together. That's why they're they're getting friendly. Do you want to unplug them and switch them so they're not crossing? That would probably be smart. <laughs> but anyway, the third one was at the end of the day. And and what happened with that is it was like 310. They were packing up. And then he goes, I had an accident. And this was the third time that it had happened in three hours,
2: I was just like,
1: what do I do? I was like, what do I do? What is happening to me? Why is this happening to me right now? And that was just what God had in store for me. When was the last time you peed your pants? I don't know. Uh, I, I think I was having a sleepover at my Grammy's house once, and I had just started wearing like big boy underwear. Uh, not, not
0: what I wanted to hear. By the way, uh, I thought it'd be more recent.
1: No, uh, and 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 I and I had an accident in my, it, during the night in my sleep, and that was it. And I think that was the last time. Why I don't I don't pee my pants. Why have you? Um, not recently,
0: but I was like way too old to still be peeing my pants. Oh well, that happens. I think I just couldn't hold it. Uh, I have pooped my pants. <laughs> quite, a, quite a few times in the recent history. I have, in what? fact, Yeah. Uh there's <laughs> so I guess the pot will know. Um, my dad made, uh, he made like barbecues right when he got his first smoker. And he made some barbecue, and he was in the shower. This is back when we had one bathroom in the house. And uh, he was showering, and I kept knocking on the door. I'm like, dude, I have to go to the bathroom. He's like, no, you're fine. And I keep knocking, and I'm like, dude, I have to go to the bathroom. And he couldn't hear me over the shower, so he starts yelling. He's like, dude, I'll be done in a minute. Just stop, whatever. So I'm like, okay. Uh, I'm pacing my hallway. Yeah. And I'm like, I look at my mom. I'm like, I, I'm going in the yard. I got to go outside in the yard. So I go outside, and I run through. <laughs> There's a little wooded area, and I'm barefoot. And I turn, and I try to. I try to poop. And uh, it's just projectile diarrhea. <laughs> and it only I only got my pants halfway, so it was like a half a manhole cover. So half splattered into my neighbor's yard, and the other half splattered into my shorts. And I was also wearing compression shorts, so it didn't drip down my leg. It pooled by my knees. <laughs> I had to hose myself off. We are... 3 minutes, 4 minutes into this pod and I have already talked about pooping my oh, pants. Oh, Anthony,
1: we haven't even said it. Sports and Spaghetti. <laughs> welcome to the to the um, <laughs> Welcome to the Hispanic Cuisine episode of Sports and Spaghetti. We start you off with talking about poopy pants. That's for you, Felipe.
0: Just for you, Felipe. I can't He'll know. I'm going to actually meet him one time
1: sure yeah and he'll he'll just have a field day he'll call you crusty or musty or dusty or rusty or one of the those. one of the usties yeah he just that's just what he is it's what he does um but yeah it was it was the Chris is going back to the roots uh that's and, I
0: think that's three episodes in a row you've done that
1: yeah, it's from it's from the song – now, if you know me, really, like if you've known me and been friends or family with me since COVID, you'd know what that's from. That's from a Zumba song called Picky that I did during the COVID Zumba classes with my dad's uh, friend, Jenny. A shout-out to Jenny. Jenny, who did the Zumba at the wedding. Yes. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Her son's a new listener.
0: I just put him on in the store. Who, Shane
1: Conch? Shout out Shane, yeah. Shane Conch and Mikey Conch and Christian. Shout out to the Conch's. Longtime family friends. Oh, yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, they're, well, they're, they're longtime friends. Of course, Jen friends. and
1: her brother, Matt, my old boss. <laughs> longtime uh, friends yes. and, uh,
0: and new listeners of the pod.
1: Those are good people. They're all very good people, I think. Um, but, yeah, so I went back to the roots of my cooking, and I I made something that, The girls at Desert Moon taught me how to cook, and that is arroz con pollo. Go ahead. I was just going
0: to say for the non-Spanish speakers, that means (laughs) chicken and rice.
1: Yes, (laughs) chicken and rice. And, yes, there's a few other ingredients in it, but it's very basic in nature, and I love cooking it. It's a very easy one to make. It's over and done within an hour. <laughs> you get home from working all day at 4 o'clock. It's done by 5. You can't get any better than that. I still hear a buzz. I'm hearing snap, crackle, and pop when I talk. Well, that's because we have a new sponsor, Kellogg. No, they, no, no. no, no, we don't. No, absolutely no. not. No. <laughs> no, if I – tell me. Now, if I unplug this, am, am I still crackling? Uh, talk again. Am I still crackling? No. Then we're just going to go this way. I don't care.
0: Oh, here. Hey, do you want to try these?
1: Yeah. We are having technical difficulties. But anyway, the recipe – can I go into the recipe? Yeah, go ahead. Why not? So the recipe is – I'm not going to say it's really simple because there's a lot of parts to it. But it it doesn't take a lot of time. You just prep it right, and, and it kind of all comes together. Um, what you do is you're you're kind of uh, preparing – Two dishes, if you will. The first dish you're preparing um, is a as just plain chicken. You rub the chicken with cumin, uh, salt, and pepper, and then you brown it. Uh, you could use thighs, drumsticks. I use the boneless breast because the mouse doesn't like the dark, <laughs> the dark meat chicken. Um. Anyway, after you, uh, you rub the meat pause and then and then you uh and then you put it in the skillet i put it in the dutch in the dutch oven <laughs> with 2 tablespoons of vegetable oil i did 3 minutes on each side what i did was i cut each chicken breast in half uh just so they would cook a little quicker and more evenly uh 3 minutes each side till they're browned nicely take them out that's the first dish then you make the second half while the chicken's cooking, you want to chop the pepper, the bell pepper, and the onion. I use half of an onion. It didn't taste, not onion, did it? It no. was fine. It's fine, yeah. It calls for a whole onion. I use a half of onion. Uh, their recipe does anyway. Um, so I, I, I use the same. Keep the oil in as long as there's not a lot of oil left over. I'm buzzing still. Something's happening. I don't love it. I moved my foot. Anyway. Um. No, it's still there Anthony I'm gonna cry yeah uh, what oh see if I yeah, it's still it's just my voice my voice is crackling I think it is your voice yeah it's not but no it's definitely you because I'm not crackling when I talk this is really upsetting all right well anyway um onions and pepper cook um about five six minutes it says eight they say eight minutes it doesn't need eight minutes if you're using the gas stove and you know your heat it does not what? I'm not getting picked up at all. See, because ah, there, there I go. We'll just we'll just have to be real close. Yeah, this episode. it's all right. I have bad breath, but it's all right. Uh, anyway, now that you could hear me, and my mom is probably like, "Why are you talking to the mic?" Um, but anyway, at that point, you put in the garlic, you put in the rice, you put in tomato paste, um, and then you put in the rest of the cumin. And then you cook, you stir that for like three minutes constantly so it doesn't burn. Then you add the chicken broth. You add the little turmeric. You can either add that or ashote. I don't have ashote pow, uh, powder. Oh, ashote is annatto. It colors everything orange or yellow. Uh, so I use turmeric, which is the preferred ingredient, actually. It doesn't really add a flavor. It's just a color. Um, it was organic. I didn't even mean to buy the organic. Wow. I know. Wow, wow. Wow. And then uh and then you add a little bit of oregano um and bay leaves. So it's like a rich stock. Uh and then you throw that in the oven for like twenty minutes and then it's done.
2: Bye.
0: It was delicious. Uh it was really, really good. Um I have no Spanish family members at all. Yeah. So my dad always made this. And uh, his was really, really good. Yours was very, very good as well, too. Um, Yours was, it was soft, and it was fluffy, and the chicken was really good. And I don't think I'm getting picked up now, so I'm going to get closer. You're buzzing. Buzzing like a honeybee.
1: Okay, there we go. The reason why we're having issues is because of me. I left left my microphone at Ant's house. Shocker. I'm sure everybody's like, oh, my God, you forgot something.
0: So we're sharing this mic today. Now I sound velvety smooth, um, I guess. We're, we're still crackling here. You're fine. Okay. Um, no, it was really good. My dad always made uh, his version of it in the caldero um, that I still have.
1: You know that uh, caldero is cauldron. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. that would make sense. So you could do it in that. You could put olives. You could put peas. Um. I didn't do either because I don't like either.
0: Yeah, yeah. We always did. My dad always did the the manzanilla olives, yep. and then uh, pigeon peas. I guess um, what is it? Grandules, grandules, mm-hmm. um, in the Spanish language. Um,
1: what? George Springer lead off home run. Oh <laughs> boy! Listen, <laughs> okay. Forget about. Forget about all that. It's over.
0: Oh yeah, baseball's done. Baseball's done here. I'm okay with that. You're okay with that. We're we're good. I'm happy. I'm happy with the lack thereof of of baseball talk because there's just it's not been good for my blood pressure. No, no. I mean, nonetheless, it's <laughs> you know what is good. For, it's probably not good for my it's blood. Not. It was good for me though. Was your was your was your cooking tonight? Oh no,
1: that's not bad. It's not unhealthy
0: at all. What it's unhealthy? I don't know. It's just the, 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 there is a lot of carbs, but.
1: Carbs are filling. So,
0: yeah, as long as you eat. That's
1: that. the point. And, yeah, and and the, and they told me, the girls told me that taught me how to make this. That the point of it is to be cheap and filling. Because a lot of people that come here from Spanish-speaking countries have nothing; they have to start over. And a lot of what they make, a lot of what they make, they send home to family members so that they can survive. In Live comfortably and chicken and rice is something that is really not all that expensive especially if you use drumsticks or thighs which are cheaper than the chicken breast it's it's a cost effective meal and you can make a lot of it and it can last you for five days a week you eat the same thing every day yeah i get it i mean do you want to just pass this mic back and forth at this point i don't care okay
0: I had to unlock my unlock my laptop for my cheat sheet. Oh, hold on, Demersky's calling me. Let me, let me get a. Uh, oh, do you want to hear? You want to hear from? Yeah. from Demerski? Demersky. Yeah, okay. let's oh. hear
1: about this. He's gonna be on blast here. Let's get Brian Demersky on the line. Hey, Brian, you are live with me and Chris <laughs> on
0: the pod. What's up, buddy? <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't picked up. What's up, buddy?
2: Are, are you for real?
0: Yeah. No, you're you're on the pod. Say hi. Oh, what's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> you're talking to yourself and your coworkers. um i will uh i know what this call is about i'll call you back
1: cool ryan diverski everybody <laughs> he calls sauce gravy <laughs> yes yes he is he
0: is the infamous gravy sauce bandit that we're always yelling about
1: yeah. and, and we'll talk to him uh in a couple months on the show
0: oh yeah yeah we'll that's gonna on be in november that's gonna be a good one that's gonna be. You're gonna hear from all the squad, the it's whole squad. It's gonna be a blowout.
2: Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, oh, that's boy. right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, so Chris, uh, you you handled the cooking today. Let's uh, let's swing it over. Let's keep your uh, let's keep it to you. Keep okay. it a Chris a Chris thing, and uh, let's let's hit some in no particular order, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the good. Here is the bad,
1: and here is the eh, presented by Mr. Chris Walker. Thank you, Aunt. Um, the best. I didn't put a best, but the best is that I have to wish a very happy birthday to my daughter Sabrina, uh, who turned two on Friday. Um, it, what is going on? Who is tapping on the door? Is there a dog? Did you hear that? Yeah. Is there a ghost? Who is tapping at the door Well, I try to do my segment? Go see who it is.
0: I don't want to go. You go see who I'm it is. I'm, I'm not going. I'm on it. the air. No. Just, let's ignore it.
1: Anyway. Um, no, I got to go. <laughs> what is happening? There's nobody at the door.
0: Your joke. Oh, my.
2: There's nobody at the door, Ant. I don't like this. Oh, hi. Was she at the door? Nobody was oh my tapping at the door. <laughs> there's a ghost.
0: There was somebody tapping at the door. I own the fantasma. There, there was somebody tapping at the door. And it was, like, loud enough where it was we were being. It, it will get picked up on the air. Oh,
1: my goodness. There's, well, the, there's the two-year-old. Yeah. Hi. Anyway, the best uh the week is Sabrina. Happy birthday, Sabrina. Uh, two years old on Friday. Now two years old in three days. Uh, marching her way towards three years old, no, it wasn't. No, it no, wasn't. No, no, no. It was a consistent tap, 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 it tap, was tap, like... tap. It was like hundreds of taps. It was. It was terrifying. It, it. There was a ghost <laughs> in the machine. Okay, uh, and now we're back to the the podcast. Now we're back to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So anyway, let's get right into the bad because there, here's. There's been a lot of nonsense in the NHL with coaches and stuff. And, okay, that's very loud, Sabrina. hmm That's very loud, too.
0: That's how, she's just, saying how
1: yeah. she's just saying how old she was. That's right. Anyhow, Mike Babcock resigned and basically was asked to resign by Jarmo Kekalainen, the GM of the Blue Jackets. What? <laughs> Gee, the mouse said i hope you get taken um yep by the ghost by sabrina he resigned due to the investigation uh, into asking his players for photos uh on their phone um so this is strange so biz nasty <laughs> and the spit and chicklets gang who i love i love them <sighs> They, I got. We might work with them one day, so I'm not gonna say anything bad. Uh, but they're at it again. So, a report surfaced by Paul Bissonnette, the former NHL player who scored like three goals, that uh, on his pod that Babcock was asking players to show him photos and projected them during team meetings um as and that's an invasion of privacy Boone Jenner who's the captain of the blue jackets as well as Mike Babcock uh denied that saying it was just a way of the new coach getting to know the team the union released its findings Yarmol Kekalainen said it was the best decision that he left now you got to remember Mike Babcock has been under the gun for his time with the uh With the Maple Leafs. Now, this is a guy that was once considered the best coach in the NHL. Everybody wanted this guy to be their coach. And with the Maple Leafs, a few years ago, I believe it was 2018-19, Babcock was involved. um, Oh, and I have the article here. Hang on. Yes. Um, He asked, yep, in 2019, he asked the player to share his ranking of teammates from least to best, hardest to least, hardest working. And um, he shared it with the team. And not only was it
0: just a teammate, it was a teenage Mitch Marner. Right. So that's,
1: I mean, you're literally throwing your young your young gun under the bus. Absolutely. Um, like I said, he was one of the best coaches in the NHL. He's an analyst now, and that's kind of all he's ever going to be. Um yeah, this was messy for Columbus. Um, their new coach is Pascal Vincent. Um, he just signed a two-year contract, but uh, obviously he wasn't their first choice, but not a good look, and that's the bad uh, for sure. So, the good this week. You're part of the good, and the good is our fantasy league having two games per week. And what that means is that one, you you're playing against your opponent, in one game, and the other game, in quotes, is against the median score. The average, the middle score, I guess, uh, of the league. And so being that this week, I was the guy who had the second most points and lost. I was the second most points in the whole league and lost. I still got a 1-1 one and one record for the week, so I'm at 3-1, and one, which is thrilling because I I lost to Eli who had three hundred something points. I had two sixty and I still would have beaten anybody else, but at least I picked up a win because of that.
0: Yeah, so I beat Demersky, who you actually just heard from. I beat Bry in this league, but I didn't beat the league median, so I went this weekend one and one as well. So it's disappointing for me, but it's still, you know, it's still
1: that's how the cookie crumbles. So you're one and three overall. I am currently one and three. So yes. I'm three and one. That would make Eli two and two. Yep. So I like the way that it's kind of evening itself out, because you could still have a really good week and lose and get credit for that. Well, that's like in my other league that I talk about SASS and I'll,
0: I'll talk about Bob and Heck. I've called them. Uh, I've called them out. Um, this week, I mean, I lost to Bob. I put up in this league. I put up 187 points, which was the second most out of or the third most. Third or fourth, mo- I was up there in scoring, um, and Bob just put up 218. I mean, Bob also had Debo and Gabe Davis and DeAndre Swift and the Steelers' defense. So he just he, he manhandled me. But I lost, and now I'm getting nothing. In this league, I, I'm, I also have a platform to complain now
2: uh, about these guys.
0: <laughs> um, currently – this is his bad. Currently, I have the third most scoring in this league. So I'm the third highest scorer. I'm 1-1 one and one because I have almost the most points. I have the second most points against. So I have scored 367 points. Wow. Against 396. I've had 396 scored against. In yeah. two weeks? In two weeks. You've almost had
1: 200 put up against you every I've week. had
0: the, num- the number one scorer this week and the number three scorer last week. I was the number two last week. So uh, I'm gonna complain just because the kid uh, sass. He's two and zero. He's only put up three thirty seven. <laughs> it's who you play sometimes. Always, and that's why uh, I like that game against the league median. So that's oh, kind of why fantastic. I wanted to hop in. And and shout out to sleeper because that that that's an option sleeper did where I don't even have to do anything. I just toggled it on and I it auto calculates. But that's it's definitely cool. I would do it if you or fantasy commissioner. Give it a shot. It's fun.
1: Yeah. All right. And the F eh. I'm worried, not that I'm a fan, but I'm worried about the New York jets. I think everybody is, but I am very worried about them because they looked very, very pedestrian in their defense was exploited by the Cowboys on Sunday. Um, the Jets only put up 215 yards of offense in the whole game. And that, honestly, doesn't really paint the whole picture. They had the 160-whatever-yard play for a touchdown. And then they had the one drive, um, I think it was in the fourth quarter, for, that went for a field goal, and they, it was a late-game play. So all of, a lot of that offense came in two possessions, The rest of the game, there were a lot of three and outs, a lot of times getting hit. Uh, Zach Wilson was 12 for 27 with three interceptions. He wasn't getting any help by the O-line, who looked very bad, very bad. And the defense allowed 382 yards of offense. They allowed a balanced attack by Dallas. Dallas had success on the ground and through the air. As a, if you were a Jets fan, it would be a very startling thing, especially with how promising this season has started, even in light of their win in week one, there were a lot of good things that happened. even Zach Wilson was a bright spot in game one, although I think I think uh Josh Allen's ineptitude in week one allowed him to have a better game. It left the door open for Wilson and the Jets. I think the Pats are going to storm that ship next week, and I do mean boat. Well,
0: you'll hear about the Pats against the uh, Jets a little bit later. Spoiler alert. Um, but listen, it's tough. It's it's really tough to be a Jets fan right now, just because that Rogers injury. I mean, at work, I've had a I've had a guy. He came in and he's been a season ticket holder for however many seasons. He came in, and he's like, I have never heard MetLife that loud. He's like, it was rocking. Everything was crazy. Everybody was happy. He goes, when Rogers, you know, because he tore his Achilles, he stood up, and then he sat back down. When he sat back down that second time, he's like, it sounded like a funeral. You could hear a pin drop. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with what I – Okay. I think the Jets were overrated to start because the new shiny Rogers toy, uh, I still think they were going to be a decent team. You heard my prediction. But I think that their hard knocks appearance and the whole buzz, like you couldn't go on ESPN and hear about football without hearing about Rodgers the entire offseason. I think there's no injury in – football history at least that hurt a fan base and hurt the league more than rogers going down i agree
1: and so looking into the nfl now what are the jets going to do are they are they in serious trouble right now or or is this something that they can get past do can zach wilson find it or do they maybe have to go get another veteran qb somehow
0: Okay, so my idea on this, right, and I don't think. I don't think they need to get a veteran QB. You hear me out. You're making a face. No, one. I think that the Jets. Okay, their their biggest problem, obviously, their defense is very strong. That's what they're built off of. Um, their issue is their offensive line and their quarterback. Uh, everybody knows you don't throw money at the offensive line. Look at what happened with Cincinnati. Joe Burrow can't stay clean. Uh, they threw a lot of money at that offensive line. They signed Ted Karras, Leal Collins, all those guys, um, and they're still a bad unit. To build an offensive line in the NFL, you need to do what Dallas did, and you need to spend five straight first-round picks drafting Tyron Smith and Zach Martin and Travis Frederick and you know guys like that. You need to build through the draft. You need to get your guys that you you know that you can mold. So I don't think. There's a quarterback out there right now that's a backup that the Jets can go get. You know, you have your Jameis Winston. He's not mobile. He's going to get killed in that pocket. Um, You can sign Joe Flacco again, not mobile, killed in that pocket. Now, this is my prediction, okay? When Aaron Rodgers went down, he did not hit a minimum play threshold. So, instead of it being two first-round picks to the Packers, it was a first and a second. So they now have their first-round pick back. If you have such an elite defense, which they do, if I'm the Jets, I'm taking one of my rotational defensive guys, a la Jermaine Johnson, who's a young guy, second year in the league, um, and that first-round pick, and I'm knocking, I'm calling up Arizona, and I'm going to say, hey, Kyler Murray needs to be a Jet. What do you got to do? Now, yes, Kyler Murray's contract is massive coming off of an ACL tear. They still have Rodgers on the books. But I think let's let's be real. The cap is a farce. You can you can finagle it any way you need right. to finagle it. But I think you need a mobile quarterback. Kyler Murray's a mobile quarterback, but he could still get it done with his arm. I think they need to they need to make a splash because you cannot waste this elite defense.
1: The other thing to your point with needing a mobile quarterback is that Zach Wilson is not that guy. And we saw it, I don't know how many times, he just got swallowed. He got swallowed up by the defense of the Cowboys. It it made him look bad. And it's I don't know how if it, if it's very common anymore to see a young quarterback not be mobile, but he's not. I don't know what he is.
0: You have to think of it in terms of his college, right? So he was this high touted prospect, but you look at the BYU offensive line and their competition, and the guy was never rushed, and he was never hurried. He always had a clean pocket. Um, I think, spoiler alert, I think Caleb Williams is in the same boat. I think he's electric, but I think there's going to be some growing pains in college or in, in the pros when he eventually comes. But, I mean, you look at it, it's the same as Sam Darnold where everybody always talks about, like, the, oh, I'm seeing ghosts out there clip. Sam Darnold was on a USC team that had a great offensive line, had Juju Smith-Schuster, so he was never faced with adversity. I mean, if you look at, like, you look at a lot of these players, even Bryce Young last year, I don't want to get on the Panthers train, but you want to get on Bryce Young last year, he still had to run, he still was constantly flushed out against SEC defense, and he he extended plays and he he knew how to face the pressure and I don't think Zach Wilson can do that. I mean the guy shot up, he shot up on a on a draft board because of a seventy yard throw on air in shorts. So I never thought he was the guy, but you know it, it it's hard to mold, it's hard to break habits of a young quarterback.
1: Yeah, I, and keeping it in New York and this is not on my list, but. I I don't think we could go without talking about uh the comeback that Daniel Jones orchestrated uh with the Giants. I mean,
0: it was against the junior varsity defense.
1: I I know. And what I was saying at Sabrina's party at my mother-in-law's house to the the one Giants fan that's there her brother um I was like I wouldn't be too excited about this. You gave up 28 and you were down by 20 to <laughs> one of the worst teams I've ever seen.
0: I mean, obviously they're not saying, Hey, we're tanking, but they keep talking about Caleb Williams as if Caleb Williams is their number one pick. So all the giants fans that I've had to deal with, I'll call you out. Mitch, Youngs, heck. And all of my friends <laughs> on the other side, uh, I think that if – the only thing acceptable would have been if you absolutely shellacked Arizona, and you didn't do that. I think there's more cause – I think there's more cause of concern that you won this game after – I mean, there's more cause that you gave up that many points. But, again, the issue was – I spoke about this when I said Danny Kaepernick. The issue was they were up by 20 at halftime, and they stopped running QB spies, and Dan Jones started running, and then that opened up the play-action pass and those deep passes. So being held down by a really bad defense, it it's not a good look, and they're out Saquon, and their schedule gets really tough. I said it as a joke, but I'm serious. I can sincerely think, looking at their schedule, they they can go into 2024, like the calendar
1: year, they can go into 2024 with one win. Well, and the way they're playing is indicative of that. Like you said, I, I was really hoping you would go there because all the Giants fans are talk. did you see that comeback? Did you see that comeback? Did you see? I saw it. It shouldn't have been a comeback. If this team is any good, like you said, they should have blown the doors off of the Cardinals. I mean, Any other team, really, any other team would have destroyed them. They would have buried them. I mean, you look at, if you look
0: at, um... Their quarterback. It's, jo- I mean, it is Josh Dobbs. Nothing against Josh Dobbs. He's a great guy, incredibly smart, literally a rocket scientist. But uh, the guy's a career backup, and he's out there making plays and running for 30, 40 yard gains, and he's throwing the ball. And it's like, listen, man, all I heard about all offseason was Deontay Banks is the next guy. Trey, I think it's Trey Hawkins, is this this guy. And, and the pass rush is unbelievable. Well, Kayvon Thibodeau, <clears throat> for stats. Dexter Lawrence, <clears throat> For stats, So, your strength is doesn't look like very much of a strength. Like, listen, man, congratulations, you're 1-1. One one. My Panthers are 0-2. We'll get into that. Um, congratulations, you're 1-1. One one, but it, it should have been, you shouldn't have had to do the largest comeback in Giants history to beat the team that everybody is saying is picking number one overall.
1: You shouldn't and have and it's week it. two.
0: And it's week two. Yeah. I mean... A team that... They, they, they wanted to lose that game. Yeah, a team that... They let you come back. A team that might trade Kyler Williams a year after... Kyler Williams. Kyler Murray a year after paying him to draft Caleb Williams so they can get a fresh start. That's who we're excited about beating. Congratulations, Giants fan. And Giants fans. I don't know why I said Giants fans. Congratulations, Giants fans. You just took lunch money from the handicap kit.
1: Literally. Took lunch money from Sabby, essentially, from the two-year-old. And even that isn't easy. She'd probably have beaten you. All right, you mentioned, I, I didn't mention it, and since we're still on the football topic here, before we talk about our Yanks for a little bit, uh, you mentioned a, a, certain, a certain team was 0-2. And <laughs> it's not the Jets, <laughs> it's not the Giants either. The Carolina Panthers. Talk well, to me nice.
0: <laughs> let me let me wet my whistle and just take the microphone <laughs> at this point. He did. He had a simple water. <laughs> um They're bad. They look really, really bad. Their defense looks at an elite level. Um they played the Saints on Monday night and uh, they lost the only run stopper they had, Shaq Thompson, broke his ankle. I literally said anybody but Shaq. I was like anybody and it was and it was a roll up. He got rolled up after a play, and it was a dirty play from one of those piece-of-garbage Saints offensive linemen. <sighs> they look bad. They look really bad. Um, their receivers look like they're running in, in quicksand, and Bryce Young has no time. And, and Frank Reich needs to not call the plays already. Um, it's week two. Hand it over to Thomas Brown. He's from that Sean McVay coaching tree. And they have a guy named Puka Nakua that is tearing up the the world, right? Like he's lighting Puka and Tutu are lighting the world on fire right now. So maybe it's a scheme thing, and maybe it's not a talent thing per se. Um, I, I mean, it's literally like if it's a high it's a high school offense. Yeah. Inside inside zone on first down, second down, let's try to pass it. You get sacked. Third and long, you got to throw deep. You get sacked again. You punt. That's it. That's all they do. That's
1: a high school offense.
0: Sincerely. Like, at least the Titans, who everybody's always said they have a a high school offense, at least the Titans can run the ball effectively, and Ryan Tannehill could still drop a 70-yard pass. Bryce Young is done. I mean, the Panthers need need to get something done, or there needs to be shake-up already. And I'm not saying shake-up as in the roster. I'm saying shake-up as in Scott Fitter or the general manager. So, I hate to say it, but the Panthers. I wish they had that first round pick, but uh, fortunately, it's sent to the Bears, who might be challenging the Cardinals for the worst team in the league. But I
1: mean, <laughs> the Bears, the Bears didn't help me out this week. Mister Fields did not have himself a day. I could have made a uh, up some ground against Eli there, but uh, he decided to drop. 14 points in a, in a pick six with two minutes left on the clock to seal their fate. They're a terrible team, too, the Bears. What an awful team. Shout out Jack Ferguson. Happy wedding. Happy Jackson. wedding. Big Bears fan. Chicago sports fan. Indeed. Um, love their logo. Don't mind the team. They're just really bad. Huh. You want to talk about something else really bad? How about the New York Yankees? Um, so they're in a very precarious position here. They're 76 and 74 today. How about that? Rattled that one right off the top. No note on that. Uh, I'm back. <laughs> um, they're 76 and
2: 74. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I,
0: know, I think
1: we clipped on that one. We might have That's been right. in the red there. No. Oh, well.
2: What? What? <laughs> what? What? What are they selling?
1: Um, So, are the Yankees, and in parentheses, I wrote, like New York Islanders, are they stuck in the middle after a, uh, so they're above 500, but they're obviously not a playoff team. Uh, like, what? What do, what do they do? Because, like, for the Islanders, right, as, a, as an Islanders fan, a long-suffering one, even though there are worse long-suffering ones than me, Them making the playoffs this past season, I know exactly what that did, and I'm okay with it because I just want the same thing to happen again. (laughs) I just want to play my six playoff games and watch the playoffs (laughs) for two months. I really don't care. I can't handle it till June. I don't know how people hang in there all that. Like, that's too much stress every other night. The Islanders are very stuck in the middle, but we all know that, and I'm okay with it. Yankees fans are not okay with being stuck in the middle, and are they, Ant? So, historically,
0: the Yankees have never been stuck in the middle, but you have, it, you have it in our notes, right? Was this season what they needed? Now, to a certain aspect, yes, right? You have Cashman say it was a failure. You have Hal saying it's a failure. But in true New York Yankee fashion, it looks like they just did another 30-second rebuild when they brought up Austin Wells, who's been hitting well. They brought up Dominguez, who even though he's on the injured list, he's been hitting well. He'll be back, you know, all-star break of next year, which even if he didn't make his debut, if you can confidently say, hey, Dominguez is going to be on this team all-star break, we'd be ecstatic. Um, I think, realistically, I think it's going to be shed the fat in the offseason, which we've seen that they're willing to do. I think, as much as I don't want to say it, I think G is on his way out. I think Stanton's on his way out. I think Lemayhew's on his way out. I think they're going to pay Glaber, and then it's going to be one or two big free agents here or there. I think you can look at a guy like Bellinger. Um, I think you could look at um, Homie from Japan, Shibu something something or other. Um, (laughs) Don't cancel me. Please don't. Um... (laughs) I hear the Yankees are infatuated with him, but, you know, like, that's the thing is I think they have their 30-second rebuild similar to what they did in 2017 or, yeah, 2017 where Judge came up and Stanton came, or, uh, Sanchez came up, Tyler Austin, Greg Bird, all those guys, so I think at this point, it, it, yes, it was what they needed, yes, they could still sneak into the playoffs, but even if they make the playoffs, I still think there's going to be a change, right? Unless, unless this is, you know, unless they win the World Series somehow, which is never going to happen. Chris is laughing because he definitely found his name. What's his name,
1: Chris? <laughs> oh, it's, um, oh, now, oh, it's <laughs> Yoshinobu Yamamoto.
0: I got the Shinobu part, I got that part. Um, Shibu <laughs> um, well yeah, I think they're uh they go get that Japanese pitcher and then uh, like I said, if there's a <laughs> if there... what <laughs> Not keep going I think they go get him and uh <laughs> <laughs> why'd you gotta do why you gotta get me like this? uh but i don't know i i think there unless there's a big change i think there's going to be some issues for the next coming seasons um they need to reevaluate some of their analytics they need to reevaluate their general manager and how the roster's constructed constructed but i don't know last the last uh the last japanese pitcher we brought in was tanaka and it worked out really well for them so i think uh mr yoshinobu will, uh, hopefully, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Yoshinobu Yamamoto, hopefully he will be in pinstripes, and hopefully he delivers similar to Tanaka did, but boy, Chris, it's been a bad, it's been a bad week for me, man, like, going back to the Panthers, like, I was watching that game, and the most exciting thing is when, uh, the top, okay, their cheerleaders are called the Top Cats, right, and they were, this was their first home game, and, um, one of their top cats i'm going to shout her out because yeah. i love my mouse but Mana <laughs> <laughs> um so <laughs> so um <laughs> got to find this shout out to, yeah, to uh shout out, shout out to emma marvel uh she came on the screen last night and i was like wow <laughs> i was like wow bright spot of this awful oh. of this awful panthers game so Mana yeah, yeah, she's pretty. Um, I just wanted to get that in. So <laughs> back to back
1: to you, Chris. You you set the ball up on a tee nicely for me. Um, all right. Well, speaking of Anthony having a bad weekend, um, uh, let's talk about how terribly you did in your in your shiny new segment here. Your bet the rent segment. See now when I do my segment. What is that? What are you doing? I
2: think it's surgical. <laughs> He's got a glove on. I don't know what color it is. But it looks <laughs> It's a mauve colored glove.
1: What are you doing? We're getting surgical. We're getting surgical. Well, I'm going to tell you something. It, there was nothing surgical. He botched the surgery last week big time. That patient died right on the table. He went 0-4 last week in Bet the Rent. When I do my segment, I, I talk about good things and bad things and eh things. You were wrong and, <laughs> and broke the glove. Now you have to re-scrub up. Sweaty, you're, uh, you're not sterile anymore. Um, how do you go 0 for 4 and, and be somebody that people can trust to, to like give you sports betting advice?
2: What is that?
0: Sure, well. First, I'd like to apologize to Nikki. Uh, sorry, pal. Um,
2: every listen, let's go.
1: I ripped them off.
2: Watch uh, that one too. <laughs> uh.
0: Okay, so let. First off, let's let's not immediately attack Ant here, and let's talk about my college parlay. Where, oops, I was almost. Two weeks in a row hitting a parlay. The only reason I missed is because Harrison Mevis, or however you say it, the thick—they call him the thick kicker from that Missouri. Kicker. From Missouri, hits a 61-yard field goal as time expired to beat to beat uh, Kansas State. Okay, if if Kansas State had a half of a brain to rush the the kick, and, and maybe try to block it, and not just give him a free kick, maybe you know. There might have been a tipped ball, or maybe he would have rushed his, uh, rushed his... <laughs> cadence is the word I was looking for. Listen, okay, the only losers in, in this sport, in this, in this game of betting, oh. sports betting, the only time you lose is when
1: you stop, baby. Yeah, that's terrible. You know what? No. That, that's what somebody who's a degenerate gambler would say, and I know a lot of them. I know a lot of, I'm not saying you, I know a lot of degenerate gamblers, okay? So, am I a loser because I don't gamble on sports, or do I just have no money to gamble on the sports? Uh, You know, here's the thing, okay? If, If you're going to have a betting segment, it's probably not wise to start off, what is it? One and five, two and six? What are you doing? What happened? So Benny, my dog, my, my smallest dog, went into my drum room and what did he do? He took it out? He took it out? Like he took it out? It out? Oh, that was a Seinfeld reference. And And then what? So this is my DMB poster from Saratoga Springs in 2019. He just missed me. He is well. This house is possessed because there were taps on the door and whatnot. Okay. Anyway, how do you start? How do you start a segment two and six and and call yourself a reputable source? You can't. That's the end.
0: Okay. Okay. Shut it down. Never once did I. S- oh, we will not shut Bet the Rent down. <laughs> we will not, because we're going to do this together. We're going to get it done, okay? That's surgical. When we get our, <laughs> when we get our sponsors, baby, we're going to get it done, okay? They're
1: not going to see two and six.
0: They're going to they see move.
1: it. Let's sponsor him. They're
0: going to see it and love it. Be like, oh, we're going to take this idiot's money, okay? Anyway, okay, two and six, it happens. All right, we just all we got to do is we got to hop on. We got to hit. Everybody's
1: going two and six at gambling. Let's be honest. We got to hit.
0: We got to hit on all four next week. And then we're going to be six and six, and then we're going to be at 500. (laughs) And that's how this works. And then we're going to hit this parlay, and you guys are going to make a lot of money. So, you know, I said I was going to do them specifically on Instagram and on TikTok, but listen here, boys, I got them right here for you.
1: Exclusive. The Tuesday night exclusive.
0: I got them right here for you, boys. Let me load up here because, see, I didn't think I was going to do this until Chris threw me directly under this bus. Uh (laughs)
1: going to bet the, if you're betting the rent you want to you you don't want to be short the rent you don't want to be short the rent and and losing bets you want to bet your rent and and then have a profit
0: uh so I don't think I sent myself the picture
1: oh
0: okay. but
1: I remember I remember what we're doing okay now I remember he's, what we're doing further now he's just going off of his memory so this isn't even a, a, a short thing he hasn't even definitely researched this
0: for your information, Chris, it is still in my bet slip on the DraftKings sportsbook and casino app. DraftKings were available. Um, <laughs> I'll give you the college football parlay right now, and then I'll give you, I'll give you the uh, the NFL on TikTok, okay, and okay. Instagram. Sure. All right. Leg one. Oh. We're going Nebraska money line against Louisiana Tech. Nebraska's at, Nebraska's at home. It's okay. It's okay. That's safe. We're going to go second. We're going to go Auburn plus 7.5 at Texas A&M. Auburn, SEC team, they're going to hang around. Texas A&M is also an SEC team, but Auburn's getting the points. I think Auburn might win this game. They might win it, but I think, I think Auburn is the pick here. Okay. Next, we have UCLA and Utah. Hi. Hi. UCLA and Utah, I'm going with the under. That's under 51. Utah plays great defense. And then uh, UCLA is solid. And then if you want the last two legs, if you want the last two legs of that plus NFL, hit us up on Instagram,
1: hit us up on TikTok. Those videos are going to be there. You have to subscribe to the plus of sports and spaghetti. Plus, there's not, no, you're not going to pay for our podcast. Please don't. But but do go on social media uh, to find the rest of that parlay. I know that Nick, Nicky Walker is going to be doing that. Yes, that's doctor. Yes. Uncle doctor. <laughs> Just leave the door closed. It's fine. She's fine. Yes. Daddy and uncle doctor have a podcast. What a joke, right? Yes. Hi, Sabrina. Would you like to say anything? No. Where's mommy? Yes. Anyway, um, I like oh, I like that you did that. That little teaser he gave me a wink too. Woo! Woo! On a Tuesday. Um, I do want to, to mention some exciting news um while we're conversing. Sabrina's welcome to join in on the discussion too. Sabrina, you could come over here and be a part of this. Hi. You have your Thank you for the water. Yes, she yeah. said. Yes, that's her saying water. Very good. Just her bluey Halloween shirt on. Right? Where's bluey? Where's bluey? Up oh, there's mommy. Anyway, we have exciting news because coming up either on the 30th of September or October 7th or both, we will be. Back on the air. No, I don't mean the, the Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever else you listen to our show air. I mean the airwaves, the FM airwaves of 91.7 FM WXCI, Danbury, online at, WXCIFM. Online at WXCI.org and on your FM radio at 91.7 FM. Um, We're going to be broadcasting the WestCon men's football game on one or two yes lion Mm -hmm. that's a lion good job how awesome is this
0: well it's going to be nice to be back it's it's going to be nice to be back up there with you chris um it's obviously if you guys have listened since day one or just i mean read our bio that's where we met that's where we got our start that's what uh that that's the precursor to the sports and spaghetti podcast was us being uh in the booth together and i can't wait to do color and I can't wait to have the best the best play by
1: play guy I've ever had with me. It's gonna be. I'm, I appreciate that. That I I'm excited to uh, to study teams. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to study the teams again. Um, I'm excited for to have no <laughs> to have a really good partner next to me. Um, well, I am, uh, it's not every day that you get to have a good partner next to you. Uh, it just isn't, uh, I, and that I'm going to leave it right there. Also, shout out WXCI. They had their 50th anniversary celebration, uh, this weekend. I was busy, um, celebrating my daughter's birthday, which is a little bit more important to me, just, actually a lot. Um, but shout out to WXCI because we got our podcast start by doing a reunion show. On XCI. Um, and speaking of which, it'll be my first game that I broadcast uh, since the passing of my Grammy almost four years ago. Uh, but I thought that talking about Grammy would be a great way uh, to talk about Grammy's grinders of the week. Now, Anthony, I have been talking a lot today, and I want you to go first, if you have yours. Do you have your Grammy? I Yes, you told me you did. Go for it.
0: Okay, so
1: my Grammys grinder,
0: uh, it's going to be a coach, and it's going to be a coach for a team that I don't really like. Um, my Grammys grinder of the week is Cameron, I'm going to say Acord, A C H O R D. I'm guessing Acord, Accord, H Hord, I don't know. Um, he's the special teams coach of the New England Patriots. And if you guys watch the Sunday night football game, um, there was a very good block on, a, on an extra point and
1: uh sabrina is laying waste to melissa's clothes yes spider webs Mm -hmm. go tell mommy so there was a block
0: um there was a field goal block and what happened was the rusher um he got a running start which you never really see and why that is important is because they broke it down and essentially cameron Acord, um he installed a field goal block where they go by the kicker's cadence. So it's a film thing. So they know that when the holder flashes his hand, it's two seconds to snap. From then, it is two seconds to kick. So you have a total of four seconds. So they've broken it down to a science, actually, of how long exactly it is from snap to kick. That way you can get a running start. That way you can just blow by the line and pass and, and pass. Blockers without even getting a hand on you so kickers are very ritualed people similar to pitchers they want to repeat the delivery everything wants to be cadenced Goalie. goalies everything wants to be cadenced yeah. so cam Acord, shout out to you because you i think are single-handedly disrupting every kicker in the nfl
1: i love that choice for you uh it reminds me of patrick waugh in the nhl actually did she press that bear that was Grammy's voice in that bear. Her voice is in that bear, actually. So Grammy was on the pod today. Um, anyway, Patrick Waugh, when he, he was obviously one of the greatest goalies of all time. Um, but then he was a coach uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. And he was the coach that pioneered pulling the goalie for an extra attacker with like two minutes left. As opposed to... As opposed to like with 50 seconds or 45 seconds, which is what usually would happen. A minute, minute 10. He started pulling his goalie with two and a half, two fifteen 2.15 left. And now every coach does it. Now you won't see a goalie left in the net with under two minutes left if you're down a goal. Two goals, they're pulling the goalie with three and a half, four minutes. Usually that was when you would pull the goalie with two minutes left. So I love that pick. And for a long time, I feel like with kickers and with with kick blocking and stuff like that, it's just it's just carnage in this room right now. <laughs> it's total devastation and destruction abound. Um, I think I think that um, with kickers and blocking kicks, in for a long time, it's just been boring, like just going through the
2: motions. <laughs> <laughs> this is a comedy show. Jeez. Wait till Melissa comes in the room. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, I'll just get on with my. <laughs> I'll get on with my pick! She everything out of the bag! <laughs> 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 Sabrina, you made a mess. <laughs> it was torn asunder. <laughs> We're unglued. Anyway, my Grammy's grinder of the week is Sabrina. <laughs> Congrats on turning two, babe. No. <laughs> Melissa walked in. Sabrina's touching Anthony's hand now. <laughs> Soft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Connor Bedard is my Grammy's right of the week. He's
1: good job.
2: He scored a hat trick in the prospects game for the Blackhawks. But who cares really? At this point, I don't... <laughs> you know whatever. The- Shout out to Bedard. <laughs> You're gonna be a real stud, kid. Um, do me, a, do me a favor, follow us on Instagram, at
1: Sports and Spaghetti Pod, on, to, oh, on TikTok, at Sports and Spag, uh, Sports and sp- spin all over his screen, at Sports and Spag Pod, make sure you like, comment, and let us know what you think, uh-huh. I know what I think right now, I think I'm gonna have to clean this room up with anthony in a minute Uh, i'm uh, I'm chris
2: and that's aunt and (laughs) she's in the basket hold this oh that's chris (laughs) i'm in the basket it's a baby in a basket oh Uh, And this was sports and spaghetti. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) As always, take care of your loved ones. Hire a cleaning lady.
2: (laughs) As always, stay full.